What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to The Boochcast. This week, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special episode for you guys here on The Boochcast because, you know, we're doing we're bringing back a segment um, that we haven't done live in a while, or I should say uh, a new one in a while because recently we've had a few classic ones come up. In fact, uh, just, a few we- just about a week ago, we had uh, the classic uh, Fall Brawl 95 with the uh, infamous uh, Gator Ricky Ross meltdown heard around the goddamn world. Hey, that was not, look, that wasn't, hello, I'm Gator, I'm here. That was not a meltdown. That was, that was, that was pure defects. <laughs> that was Gator on a whole nother level. So, um, oh, pure defects, okay? Yes, we got it, we got it. But, but the reason this is a special treat is because we're bringing back the classic pay-per-view reviews, which, quick little rundown for those of you who may not know uh, how this works is, Gator and I review uh, classic pay-per-views from the WWE, WCW, and ECW, and we look at them through the perspective of not just two people who are fans of wrestling, but also two people who work in the business. As you know, Gator is a wrestler, manager, he's been a referee, he's been an announcer, he's popped the popcorn. He pretty much had the business covered. Um, I, myself, have been a commentator and announcer. I am currently an agent for uh, Buff the Stuff Bagwell, so I'm pretty much got the business covered as well, and I've popped the popcorn, ran the stands. I've done everything in the wrestling business as well. But this is also very special because this is actually the first time that we have ever done a a classic pay-per-view review upon request. Yay! Recently, well, actually, I shouldn't say recently. I'd say back in October. (laughs) That's how fucking late to the party we are on this one. Um, Yeah, we're fucking up, but anyway. A gentleman by the name of, I hope hope I'm pronouncing your last name right. If I'm not, I sincerely apologize, but uh, it's Nick Opalowski. Opalowski. Opalumpa? Yeah, uh, it's O-P-A-L-E-W-S-K-I. I I, I don't have to say the last name. Okay, um, okay. Mr. Mr. Budrella, question. Yes. So, so we're doing this for Mr. Oompa Loompa. Yes. Okay. But yes, Nick, uh, I do apologize in advance if we mess up your last name. But either way, we know you wanted us we to do this particular that. episode. So for you and for the Boochcast fans and listeners, we're going to do it. And the request he sent in was the WWE Battle Royal at the Albert Hall, which I'll be honest, I have never heard of this show. We had to find this. This, this took a minute. Yes. We literally dug through the bowels of the internet. Yeah, I had to find a website that I did not trust necessarily to... Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not even sure we, we got the full thing, but anyway, we have results. No, I got, no it was the full thing. What I, what I watched was the full thing because some of them on YouTube and on Daily Motion, because Daily Motion is what I usually use for pay-per-view since uh, we don't have subscriptions to the Peacock. Uh, hey, wait a minute. I got the cock. Oh, you got the cock? Yes, I just got the cock. I did. I did. I finally got the cock, but I, it's not on the cock. Well, Send me. Oh, it's not. Not on the cock. Okay. Well, in general, send me that login information so I can use it too. I'd appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk uh, about the yeah, show we'll about talk that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll do it later. But yes. Yeah, so he chose the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall, which was a live professional wrestling event produced by the WWE that took place on October third, nineteen ninety one, at the Royal Albert Hall in London, England. The event was televised on Sky Movies Plus and later released on VHS and DVD. On February fifth, two thousand eighteen, the event became available on the WWE Network. But as Gator has mentioned, it's not available on the Peacock. I so, didn't find it on the cock, no. And so, so technically this isn't really necessarily a pay-per-view event. It was more like a live event. It's kind of like the special event they did in um in Japan when WWE had the ja- the, ja- the Japan show. This was the Battle Royal at Albert Hall next to Loompa Land where Mr. Oompa Loompa lived. Yes. So yeah, yes. so he reached out to us and asked us to um review this. So we're yes. we're doing this uh for Nick. So we're, we're finally doing this. Oompa Loompa 
doopity doo. I've got a puzzle ready for you. Are you ready for Albert Hall? This might be the shitty after all. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to kick this baby off. We got our first official match of the evening. We got some tag team action. We have the Nasty Boys with Jimmy Hart versus the Rockers. Nasty. So the Nasty Boys beat beat Marty and 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 the man that killed his career. And um <laughs> <laughs> This was something, was it not? Yes. Um, I don't know how to describe what I saw. The man did a stink face, but it was his It was his armpit. Yes. Well, that was a trademark of the Nasty Boys back in the day because they were known for being nasty this. and dirty and all that. I remember it. I don't remember this. I don't, I don't know, but if it smells like onions, watch your face. Exactly. But I'm just saying, like, that was, a, that was what the Nasty Boys did. That was part of their gimmick was to, you know, put the face in the armpit. That was one of their spots they did because they were supposed to be – because the armpit – it's supposed to be dirty and nasty and yeah, disgusting. Yeah, but it, it, it was hairy. They had hairy armpits. Looked like wolf monkey. <laughs> no, not the wolf monkey. Well, you you know that's the wolf monkey. Yeah. No, but this was a great match. It was weird to see Shawn Michaels in a situation where he's not quite yet the heartbreak kid. That is true, because he definitely, uh, he's nowhere near being the heartbreak kid yet. But I think the Rockers were still together for a period of time. And Brian Nobbs is uh, not having health problems, and Jerry Sags is um, apparently still around. Because I've never seen Jerry Sags. I see Brian Nobbs more than I see Jerry Sags. Jerry Sags apparently still does a few, like, autograph sessions, but that's about it. And they don't do them together. Apparently they had a falling out. Oh, they did? I don't know. They don't ever do anything together. Surprised nobody books anything or tries to book anything with them. I know. Like when you get like look, look, look. When when places get the midnight express together, everybody gets excited. Well, yeah. People would pay for that. They seriously would. Now that's the, money. That's money, baby. That's money. It's really money. Now, the best way, here's what I looked at when I saw this match. Um okay. clearly the Rockers hot shot the beginning of the match. They did. They jumped it quick. Yes. They moved so fast, nobody could keep up. Like, like, the best way to describe this match is the Nasty Boys had the psychology, but the Rockers were just spot monkeys. They they, they flew around the ring. Here's the thing. This is before somebody pulled Sean aside and said, get your shit together. Yes. Like, I know some people out there going, how can you say that about the Heartbreak Kid? Because he ain't the Heartbreak Kid yet, motherfuckers. He's not. He's just one of the Rockers or the Midnight Rockers, as they were called at one point. He's dealing with Marty Jannetty, and that's a whole nother situation. I do admit, though, that I love the fact they did the cheer and boost spot at the turnbuckles that was that was weird to see because you don't expect this at that, this time period well i don't expect it in wwe that's more like an indies thing that you normally see right but it's 91 you don't expect that nah the thing is is i had to put myself back in the mindset i'm like oh shit we're in 91 yeah but it was england so it was different yeah. you know mr Oompa Loompa, if you know anything about how people in england act at wrestling events uh, please explain it to us yeah so that's what we saw there and then of course um the and the and the cheer and boost spot always works. I've seen it done in the indies all the time. It never fails. It works good in any situation, whether it's a punching spot or any any type of situation. Well, yeah, like, well, it's when like someone stands up and they cheer and they go yay, and then the kneel gets up in those on the turnbuckle and they boo. And then sometimes, and I forget if they did it here, um, but I know that the usually on the indies after the baby face and the heel do the yay boo spot with the turnbuckles, they eventually make the referee get up there and he ends up getting the biggest pop out of everybody. Sometimes, sometimes, unless unless you're referees Ron Mills and then he just gets fucking booed. Well, here's the thing that I noticed um, is that when, and, and I thought this was weird and I want to see if you, I, again, I'm aware this 
is 91, but this still right. felt weird to me. Right. Was it weird to see Shawn Michaels hit super kicks and the opponent immediately gets back up? Yes, it was weird because, but it wasn't his finish at this point. So it is I know. what it is. I know. I understand the circumstance. You just pop up for my finish. I'm beating the shit out of you. Oh, I know. But I'm, I know it wasn't his finish yet. So I'm not saying the nasty boys, you know, did no, anything they bad. I, I'm just saying it was still weird to see is on my point. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is this is actually the longest match in the entire fucking show. Oh my God, it is. By a couple seconds. It is. It's, it's, 16, it's 16 minutes. And 21 seconds. So it, it beat the next match by seven seconds, but we'll get to the next match in a minute. Right now, um, so there was great teamwork by the Rockers. Amazing teamwork, despite everything else. There was this one trip that I saw that looked fake as fuck. Gator, you remember what that was? Um... <laughs> It was a horrible trip. If it's what I'm thinking of, it yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah, tell but him. But Walter, it was bad. It was so bad. Just go ahead. I think it was like, was it the one where Marty Janetti tripped? Marty, I didn't know if Marty tripped over his own shoelaces or the ghost of Clem fucking tripped him. I don't know what was going on. Well, somebody was trying, I think somebody was trying to like trip the other person, but they I know, like but missed completely. He just fell forward. He just fell forward. Yeah, nobody even touched him. He barely touched touched him but he's like and it's a classic mistake that a lot of people on the indies make is that somebody bought somebody like misses a trip but because you were supposed to fall you just fucking fall anyway sometimes but, sometimes that just happens in general because you just go with it yeah or like on a weird punt like a punch that you think it was harder than it actually looked and you fucking you're just sitting there thinking to yourself why did i bump for this exactly and then of course i loved jimmy hart calling the ref stupid i thought was great that's classic manager heat. yes and then um sean michaels ran into the road ran to the rope, even though he could he could clearly see that Brian Nas was pulling it down. Did you catch that? Psychology, children. What the fuck? That was dumber than the trip. It's like you're bouncing off the rope, you're running towards it, Brian Nas pulls it too early, and you're still running? I'm sorry. I don't care if that's the planned spot. If you pull the rope too early, and I clearly see it pulled down... I'm not gonna run, because it makes me look like a bumbling dumbass. Exactly. I'm gonna stop running, and then I'm gonna kick you off the fucking apron. Yes. And you're well, bumping for me now. And here's the thing, though. Not only did Shawn okay. Michaels run toward the rope, but as soon as he got to the rope that he saw pulled down, he turned his back to fall over the top rope. Then, when it gets worse, uh, you know, there was an assisted splash, and Janetti botched it because he didn't fully land on Jerry Sags. So they botched the splash, and then Nas has to hit Marty with the megaphone and cover him for the one, two, three. That was what we call proper use of a gimmick. Yeah. Yes. Proper non-use of a gimmick is taking the forget-me stick and hitting it on the fucking... Barricade, you fucking idiots. I'm aware, okay? Yeah. I still pay for my sins. Leave me alone. Yes. But I gotta say, um, I've never seen the Rockers look so shitty in a match. Their AWA stuff is way worse. Oh, God. This was, this was a, they, they were, they were at Young Bucks level suck right here. Oh, God. That was sad. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, I'll even say this. The Young Bucks don't botch that bad. Whoa. Okay. They don't even botch that fucking bad. I'm sorry. Nick, my, Matt and Nick Jackson have done some dumb shit in a ring, but I have never seen any of them run towards a rope that was clearly pulled 
fall down and turn their back to it to fall out. Okay, all Until right, moving I on. That, I'm sorry, that was worse. That was worse. Now, I'm not saying the Rockers overall are as bad as the Bucks because the Bucks exposed the shit out of the business. The Rockers never did that. They were just stupid. True, baby. The Bucks, Bucks know what they're doing is stupid and do it anyway. That's the difference. The Rockers didn't know no fucking better. Now, now, Gator, you may proceed to the next match. Okay, this next match was Ric Flair and Tito, the Mexican jumping bean, Santana. Oh, Chico Santana. All right, what you got to say? Good God. <laughs> One of these things just wasn't ready to be real Ric Flair. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Ric Flair covered him up, and that was about all that happened. Chico is a spot monkey from hell. Arriba. So, anyway. <laughs> Dick. Here's what I'm going to say about this. Overall, great Overall. wrestling. It was good, but here's the problem I have with this. If Ric Flair hadn't calmed him down from getting too fucking squirrely, we would be saying otherwise. Yes, but Flair did that. Now, here's what I liked about this match. So, it was great wrestling. Both guys were old school working. Once Flair calmed him down, they were old school work. I will say this about the match. Perfect selling. Perfection. Why do I say that? Because in the match, Tito's working the leg the whole time, and Flair is hopping on the non-injured leg. He sells the leg throughout the match. Throughout the entire match, he is selling his leg. Which you don't see much of anymore. Yes, that is as old school as you can get. That is beautiful. That is making Tito look good. And also, what I also love was Flair shoved the ref, and the ref shoved back. I love that the ref didn't take any shit because I know that a referee is not supposed to be stronger than a wrestler. I'm aware of that and they shouldn't be, but I don't like refs that are pushovers. Pushy refs as we used to call them. Yeah, you're the referee. You're supposed to be law and order. Yeah, the heel might shove you, but you shove him back and that's the thing about the heel is that's one of those moments where I talk about heels backing down. Yes. The heel, unless it's an extenuating circumstance, always backs down from the ref. The only time that the ref is supposed to be stronger is if it's a manager involved. Now, I've done spots, and I've seen spots done with Cornette is the king of it. Uh, it would be Cornette fucking Tommy Young. Oh, Tommy Young. Anyway, um, Barbarian's in here later, so that's funny. Tommy Young. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Cornette would push on the referee. The referee would untuck his shirt tail and fight Cornette. I've done it as well. And you would ass bump for the referee. It'd be great. Yes. That is a good spot to put the ref over as authority. Yes, because that's the thing. Like the ref and that's why I say the reason the heel backs down from the ref is not because he's scared of the referee, but because he doesn't want to lose the match. Because he's losing his money. Exactly. So that's why when the ref gets in his face, the heel might yell and scream and try to intimidate him, but eventually that heel's going to back down from that ref. Because back in the day, what would happen was the heel would put his hands on the referee and he would get fined for it. Okay, Faye. There was a reason. There was percussions that made it so the referee was the ultimate McDodd. Yes. He was the man that kept it the rule. Mm -hmm. Just saying. That was back when we had something called fucking psychology. Yes. The lost art. Very few have it today. Just a side note from your Uncle Gator. Yes. And then, of course, there was a moment, I can't remember who this was, where um, someone was calling was calling t uh, Tito a burrito and tortilla pusher, like a ham and egger. <laughs> Was that, who was that again? I think that was Jesse. Was Jesse Ventura doing the commentary that night? I don't remember. I think so. Was he? Doesn't say. I, I think it was 
Was it yeah, Jesse? because he always called him Chico. Yeah, that's why I called him Chico. Yeah, Chico Santana, and it was great. Um, so yeah, so yeah, I think it was Jesse Ventura. Ninety-one. Yeah, it was Jesse Ventura. Um, but yeah, so to basically sum this up, it was a very basic match with a predictable finish because Flair did the roll up and grabbed the tights. Exactly. You knew who was gonna win this anyway. Yeah. So uh, next up, we got Earthquake and the Big Boss Man. Earthquake is also accompanied by Mr. Jimmy Hart. Mr. Bucciani. Yeah. Why did this go as long? as it did uh because they're trying to sell the fact these are two badasses they're two big men it shouldn't it should not go that fucking long how long should a big man match go maybe 10 minutes all right eight at the most if if they're two big men and they're supposed to be the hardest hitters and they're supposed to be badasses it shouldn't go very long because they're supposed to be the hardest hitters well i think it's a hard hitter hitting another hard hitter so it's harder for them to go down well that's true too but i've never this was a fucking hoss fight yes um basically earthquake punishes him throughout the match correct and he uses his weight to torture him because fans can then register what's happening. Correct. But the sad part is is they're both, they both were very close in weight. Yeah, but Earthquake was slightly heavier than Boss Man. A little bit heavier than Boss Not Man. Not Boss Man was like 300. Earthquake was billed as like 4. Yeah. So uh, Boss Man at one point in the match hits an Instaguri. I didn't even know you could do that. I agreed. That's like watching a match in Japan and Hogan hits the Instaguri. Like, what the fuck? Or Andre hits the Instaguri. I've never seen Andre do it. You seen it? I've never seen him do it but god if he did it i would cry oh it'd be crazy but here's what i thought was weird the mountie interferes to help out earthquake which i thought was odd since technically both of them have law enforcement gimmicks right but was he see here's the thing this is right before Kurt earthquake became the canadian earthquake earthquake in storyline after this becomes the canadian earthquake okay because he's actually from canada yeah and am i the only one who thought it was stupid that earthquake had to cheat to win this match am, am i right wrong for thinking that was dumb. I don't think he needed to cheat. I think he sure you. He pretty much had Boss Man's number throughout the whole freaking match. He did, he did, but he shouldn't have. That's the weird thing. Boss Man was just coming off of a fucking Hogan situation. So it's like, what the fuck? You yeah, know? he just worked the program with Hogan. Yes. So he should be stronger than he is. But anyway, I, I know nothing, but it's okay. The real cluster bucks will be in this next one. Oh, yeah. Um, We have the Mountie with Jimmy Hart versus Kerry Von Erich, who was known as the Texas Tornado. If you want to hang out, if you take it on out, cocaine. You can clearly tell in this match that he looks stoned out of his damn look. He looks ripped and not in the good way. Yeah. This is the height of his problem. The height of his problem? This is back when he was really bad. So I'm just saying, if you do so much blow that the fucking Iron Cheek is sitting behind you going, God damn, that's too much. You need to put it down, baby. Put it down. Yeah. This Here's what I got to say about this match. Basic match, nothing special, another cheating finish. Did I leave anything out? Different than a wedding cop. And when I say that, because there's some fans that are going to be like, Gator, what does that mean, stiff? He is hitting that guy so fucking hard that it's like, Vinny, can you explain this a little easier than I can? Hitting somebody snug means that you're hitting them a little extra hard. Like, you're not trying to necessarily, like, full-blown knock the person out, but you're hitting a little harder than you normally should. And that's usually when someone goes, brother, you got to ease up now. It's not a potato, because a potato is a full-fledged, you just try to knock my head off. Snug means that you're not seriously hurting somebody but you need to ease up because you're getting a little too squirrely. Yeah, carried away. Yeah, that's what he meant. Squirrely, carried away, same thing. But this match was nothing special to me. I'm like, they're not no. doing anything in this match. I have no emotional investment in either one of these gimmicks. And it was just, this match needed to be eight minutes or whatever. Because this match was just there and didn't deliver. And Gator, unless you have anything else to add, we can move on to the next match. You ready? <sighs> 
Go for it, Mr. Boudreaux. Here we go. Here we go. The next match of the evening, we have The Undertaker with Paul Bearer versus Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This ends at a fucking DQ. Yeah, it's disqualification. This ends at a fucking DQ. Why does this end in a fucking DQ? I don't I don't understand this. This doesn't move anything along. Here's what I thought was interesting. So first they have the Phantom of the Opera playing the Undertaker's theme song on an organ. I, I did that. That was actually really cool. That was cool. Uh, then Duggan gets the crowd to chant USA and England. Which was weird. Why was he not booed? Why was he even doing that? Why did they even bring Duggan when they know that's his whole gimmick? Jesus. As if people already don't think Americans are arrogant and full of themselves enough, we got Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Now, The Undertaker, for some reason, doesn't sell the atomic drop. Which, here's the thing. I get that The Undertaker is supposed to be a badass. And he's supposed to be, at this point, they're still playing with the undead deal. Yes, he's the undead. He's a badass. But at the end of the day, any man, pick the baddest motherfucker in all of professional wrestling. Okay, Haku. You kick him in the balls, he's going fucking down. That's every man. No man, no cells. A kick to the balls. Nobody. It wasn't a kick, it was an atomic drop where he just Any shot to the nuts. You, you can graze nuts. Just take your little finger and go flick and you're still going to fall to the ground in pain. It is the most you know highly what? sensitive area on demand. You know what I never understood? What? How a low blow is illegal but an atomic drop is legal. My mind has officially been blown. Just wondering. I have no clue, but anyway, either way. To properly do it, you have to drop the guy on your knee. Yes, and I'm saying you drop the guy on your knee, nuts hits knee, you grab nuts, and that could be the perfect time for Duggan to get some shots in on Taker. It's a good way to get Taker to sell for anything, but then eventually, once he recovers from the nut shot, he can then get up like the dead man and do his dead man thing. But of course, Duggan attacks him with a two-by-four. That causes disqualification, and I'm going to say something I don't say often about matches that end in DQ. I was more entertained by this match than the previous two. I'll agree with you on that one. But uh, but here's my thing. Here's my thing with this, okay? Taker Taker could have sold, 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 done his fucking setup, and it would have been fine. Perfectly fine. Exactly. Just saying, exactly like a lead. Yes. Right. And yes, you said that how I read it. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening for the WWE Tag Team Titles. The Legion of Doom defense the titles against power and glory. What the actual fuck? <laughs> yeah, Hawk and Animal versus Paul Roma and Hercules, Hercules. You stole my bit, asshole. Anyway, um, this was, I wasn't digging this. You weren't? I did not like this because it was just, it was just horse, it was more horse fight. I've never liked the Legion of Doom anyway because one of them is unsafe and the other one is animal. <laughs> That's so true. I mean, let's be honest. One of them is a hell of a worker. And then the other one is is Hawk. <laughs> a safe worker he was not. No, he was another one that was stiffer than a wedding penis. Yes. Um, here's, here's the best way I can describe this. The match ends with a power slam counter from a high cross body. Now, the fact that Gorilla Monsoon said, let's take you back to some of the action, and all they replayed was the finish, that sums up the whole match for you right there. Yeah, it was it Everything was before the finish was a cluster. 
clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. It was worthless. Oh no, the big clusterfuck is coming up. It's coming up. I I'll explain some psychology about a battle royal here in a minute. Yes. But anyway, go ahead. So yes, the, and that was so yes. So that match was a clusterfuck, and that's not a candy bar. I'm telling you that right now. It should be. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening. We have the hometown hero, the British Bulldog, versus the Barbarian. <laughs> God bless Barb. Yes, God bless Barb. God bless Barb. Um, yeah, Barb, we love you here on this show. We do, we do, we love you, we love you. Um, I also love your nephew. In a non-homosexual way. Yeah. Um, well. Technically, <laughs> he, they did have an intimate moment. No. What did you say? I said you had a, y'all had an intimate moment. We're good friends. Anyway. <laughs> Cherish the love we have. We might... Anyway. It's um... just another accident on Station 69. <laughs> Alright, well anyway, uh, Gator, what were your thoughts on this match? Oh, this was good. I enjoyed this. I did too. It was a great match and a hell of a work. I enjoyed this. It was a hell of a match. It was it was very simple, but it, I mean, it kind of had to be because here's the thing. The Barbarian was never known for being the most technical of wrestlers. He was a brawler. But they worked so well together. This worked so good, Mr. Bidrader. It worked so good. It really did. It worked well. It was basically Bulldog working around the strengths of the Barbarian. It was Bulldog working around his strengths and what i mean is he was putting emphasis on the strengths of the barbarian his bulldog's power. the baby face anyway his power he's putting him over as a powerful heel as a masterful tactician with power so it's it worked in in the case of proper baby face showing his weakness and a heel predominantly showing his strength does that make sense yes okay Okay. And we're moving on to the main event of the evening, which is the Battle Royal at the Albert Hall. A 20-man Battle Royal which featured Hercules versus Kerry Von Erich versus Brian Knobs versus Marty Jannetty versus The Barbarian versus Tito Santana versus Road Warrior Hawk versus Jerry Sags versus Shawn Michaels versus Jim Duggan versus Earthquake versus Ric Flair versus Paul Roma versus Road Warrior Animal versus The Undertaker versus Roddy Piper versus the big boss man versus the Mountie versus Typhoon versus the British Bulldog. Okay, here's the thing about Battle Royals. You're, they don't need to be very long, and this wasn't. This was not very long at all. Um, This was like, what, 14 minutes, something like that? 15 minutes? 15 minutes, 13 minutes? 14 minutes, minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, so it didn't need to be very long because here's the thing with Battle Royals. Battle Royals are not meant to be slams, and it's just punching and kicking. <laughs> it's Battle Royals are meant to set something up. They're meant to showcase a talent, and in this case, that's what it did. It showcased the British Bulldog. It did. Um, There's a lot of brawling in this. Like I said you don't see too many slams this isn't this is a traditional battle royal this isn't what you see on the royal rumble where yeah. you get some guy coming out going hi i'm johnny knoxville welcome to the royal rumble and then they kick somebody in the nuts you don't see that i'd rather see that than bugs bunny fuck bugs bunny yeah uh, and for those who don't saying, know we're referring to bad bunny the untalented rapper you? yes yes he's untalented as a rapper and he sucks as a fucking worker anyway what i'm saying is is this is not a spot monkey fest like the traditional battle royals you would see today these are this is traditional and this is a point blank just just last man standing okay last man in the ring wins very traditional yes a lot of hugging on the rope a lot of hugging on the turnbuckle a lot of milking the eliminations yes very much so to the point to where 
sometimes it gets a little it gets a little bit like it's like okay this is too much yeah i love how the undertaker and roddy piper were the ones that eliminate each other yeah that worked i, I did, were they were they getting ready to work a program i think so either that or they wanted somebody with a bigger name to throw undertaker out of the ring i think yeah because it, it well it made it made it makes tager look like a goddamn god yeah because it's roddy piper so, i mean yeah the only other person that could have done it was rick flair yeah and roddy piper's more badass so i prefer him i agree but this was a fun battle royal i mean i've seen worse i know i saw the royal rumble i i did not watch it for mr bugirelli told me not to no it's um, it's it's the saddest thing i've ever seen well uh the reason this event was so significant was it featured it was andre's last live wrestling appearance and the last mm-hmm. on videotape or dvd before his because death because January- at the end of the show andre comes out and basically congratulates the british bulldog yes and he saves him from the natural disasters earthquake and typhoon and this is sad to watch because andre's in so much fucking pain you can see it on his face yes and oh my god this is right before he passed away yeah this is october 91 and he passed away in january 1993 so it wasn't right before but yeah but it's still sad because you know he's in pain yeah well that's part of the reason why he had to eventually retire from the ring because he was just it, the pain was unbearable three he was in he was in pain yeah but he I knew, mean but he still he knew he had to work the match though to get hogan over well he had to get hogan over but what i'm saying is is you could tell easily in the, the end of this when andre comes out which which i'm glad andre wasn't in the battle royal because if andre was in the battle royal guess who wasn't winning the british bulldog because they kept andre so fucking protected which i agree it should be done well technically towards the end around the towards that the end of this time he was putting more people over like he was like, but, but like, like, like ultimate warrior and a few others so yes, i think i, I think at say- this stage in his career he would have done the honors for the bulldog now back in his prime fuck no oh fuck, fuck no, no. Fuck, fuck, but no. i think around this time i think if vince really wanted him to he had done it for the bulldog i think he had enough respect for him here's the thing about andre andre loved the business and andre protected the business and if that's what andre needed to do that's what andre needed to do so they've been all overall ladies and gentlemen uh that ladies and will conclude the battle royal at the albert hall um, mr open Lupa, i hope we did you justice yes yeah, shout out once again to uh nick Opaluski. i hope again i'm pronouncing that last name right and i sincerely apologize if i'm not but thank you so much for uh suggesting this for us and after you're done listening to it please message us and let us know if you enjoyed this review and of course the rest of you can uh either comment below on whatever uh social media site you're getting this link from uh also you can uh dm us on social media as well to let us know if you enjoyed this uh review and if you guys have any requests that you would like to send in for pay-per-views for us to review from the world of wrestling let us know and we will do so and on that note make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. we are on anchor soundcloud breaker google podcast and iHeartRadio. So follow us on there. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're on iHeartRadio now? Yeah. Wow. Oh, hey, hey, by the way, if you want to support the Boochcast, specifically me, um, just so y'all know, Mr. Boochcast, I got hot sauce now. You do? Yeah. Okay. I'm the king of hot sauce. Mr. Boochcast, I'm a global icon and a national treasure. No, fuck, not this. Why, why are you all fucking? Because you, you've done this before. I'm the global icon and a national treasure. No, you're not. Mr. Bedrilla, I'm a global icon and a national treasure, okay? I'm Hollywood, okay? I got more whips than Kuta Kinte. No, 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 no. You don't like cars?
I like cars, but we're not going to go there. Anyway, what I'm saying is, is I got my own hot sauce now, Mr. Bugirelli. Your own hot sauce? Yes. And what, what, okay. Wow, Gator, what kind of hot sauce do we have? Well, Mr. Bugirelli, I'm glad you asked. I have Gator's kick-ass hot sauce, Mr. Bugirelli. I have three different flavors. I have our mild, also known as the pussy. I have our medium, also known as the we gonna get letters, because it's so good, you're gonna send us letters. And then we have our, our third and final, our hot, also known as the precipitation chamber. No, 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 no. Mr. Bugirelli, what? Time out. Mr. Bugirelli, because you sweat with precipitation. What? You don't sweat when you eat hot sauce? No, no I, I, I sweat when I eat hot sauce. I was hoping exactly. You, that's what I was hoping so you So please, meant. please, come try Gators. Coming soon. Gators, kick-ass hot sauce, because it's a lot like me. It's going to roast your ass. Yes, be sure to pick up some uh, Gator Ricky Ross hot sauce when it comes out. Also, as far as the hosting sites go, I'll say them one more time. Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all five hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Uh, up there we have my uh, episode of the male soap opera moment that I did with the Wens where we uh, reviewed the Royal Rumble and gave our predictions for Elimination Chamber. Obviously the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view has passed, but that doesn't mean you guys still can't check the show out, hear our predictions, and find out uh, who gave smart predictions, who gave dumb ones, and uh, who ultimately won the prediction championship. Also, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Also, be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. We got a lot of great YouTube content up there. We have our show called Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. We have archived watch parties, our D&D one-shot, funny skits, holiday videos. Check them all out. Leave a like and a comment on each one, and be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell to be notified so you'll know when the new episodes are going to drop of Boochcast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. We got new episodes coming out. We still got to film a couple more and then I got to edit them, put them out there. But we're going to get them out there to you very soon as well as other additional Boochcast YouTube content including some archive watch parties we still got to put up there but they're going to be coming soon. So be sure to subscribe now so you're ready when the new content drops. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, April 2nd for night one of WrestleMania 38. Also, on April 3rd, Sunday, April 3rd, we are going to be doing night two of WrestleMania 38. So two watch parties, two different days. Make sure you come check them out. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash theboochcast to be ready for when we go live. Also, we got our D&D show coming out later this year. We're still working out all the kinks, but we're getting everything set up and ready to go. So when it's ready, we'll be ready, and we will knock this out. So be prepared. We're coming soon with the D&D show. Also, we got some gaming that's going to be coming to the Twitch channel. Elvis is going to be using his Oculus and getting everything ready soon. I just got to send him the information. We'll have that out there. And of course, we're going to be doing our My GM Mode competition once WWE 2K22 drops. We're going to be getting our hands on that game and Elvis and I will be competing to see 
who is the better GM and who can book better wrestling. We're going to be ready for that competition. So make sure you guys check all this out by going to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. It's going to be a hell of a show. And of course, if you guys want to support the Boochcast, you can go to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three different levels you can donate at with prizes coming soon. The first level you can donate at is for a mere 99 cents per month. Now this level is for fans who want to support the show but don't have a lot of money to give. Obviously, you know, a lot of guys out there, you're hardworking men and women. We do this show for hardworking men and women. And the last thing we would ever ask our fans to do is break the bank or sacrifice a major payment to help out the Booch Cash. You got bills to pay. Take care of your bills. Take care of your family. Even if you just listen to the show and share it and spread the word, that's all we would ask of you to do. But if you don't have a lot of money to spend, but you still want to donate and help out the show because you're a fan, the 99 cents per month level is where you can go. That way you can give us a little bit of cash while taking care of your bills and your family. And every little bit helps this show. So that 99 cents is valuable and important to us and we appreciate it greatly. Also, we have a second level you can donate at for people who want to spend a little bit more money and that's for $4.99 per month. That's right. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there are fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. That's right. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since the network got sold to the Peacock, you've had nowhere to put that $9.99. So take that $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike the WWE, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. And the best part about this is you can cancel your donation at any time. Uh, Anchor has a cancellation policy because once you set up that monthly donation, you will be donating that amount of money every single month to us. But if at any point you need to cancel for whatever reason, you can go to Anchor and you can cancel. Now, the catch is when you cancel, you do not get a refund. You don't get your money back. You just stop putting money in if you have to cancel for whatever reason. Also, Anchor has a privacy policy that you can look at if you want more information on how they process your personal data. One thing I can say to you guys is we don't look at your personal data. We don't touch your personal data. The anchor company does, but we don't. And the thing is, we don't want your personal information because we have no interest in hacking anyone or taking any money from anybody. The only money we want from you guys is what money you are willing to donate yourself. We don't want your personal information. We don't need it. At best, we might get your first and last name. And if we do, we might give you a shout out here on the Boochcast to thank you for your donation and for being a loyal fan. But outside of that, we don't get your information and we don't want it. We don't want to rob our fans. We want to take care of our fans. And like I said, the only money we would get from you is whatever monthly donation you want to make to this show. Because what we do is with all the money that we raise on this show, it all goes back into the show in some capacity. 
It allows us to upgrade our equipment. It allows us to bring in bigger name guests, pay our bills, and it takes care of all the guys who work really hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and you believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And if there's any money raised left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of that money to feed Zach Ramen Noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Booch Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby! Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again.